in the copies were on page 30. In the first chapter of Vasiligani Tavshin Yud, which is the foundation for all the Vasiliganis that came after. In the first chapter, the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, defined for us what is the mission, what is the goal, what's our job, what are we here for? And the answer is we're here in order to make a dira bitachtenim, a place where the shechina, there's room for you by the table if you want, yes, now. <laughs> you fit right next to me. Yeah. Come, come, you come in. Sometimes. <laughs> a dwelling place below here in this world through Iskafia and Isapcha. That's how we make a place where the Shechina feels comfortable here in this world. And practically, that's the idea of Basi Ligani. Basi Ligani means that we make this world into a Dira Leyisbarach, a dwelling for Hashem, we make this world into a house where Hashem is comfortable to be, to live, to be Himself. That's the mission. We spoke about it at length in the first chapter. In chapter two, we're focusing on how to accomplish this mission. And just like with the mission itself, we focused on Vaasuli Miktosh, make for me a Besa Miktosh, making the world into, and, and ourselves into a Beis HaMikdash. So too, with regard to how to accomplish the Mishkan, we also use the Mishkan and Beis HaMikdash as our model. And we look at the main Aveda, the main divine service, which was performed inside of the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash, which was, what's the, bringing Karbanis. Bringing Karbanis is the most important thing that took place inside of the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash. It's the thing that we constantly daven and say, Eibishter, we no longer have a Beis HaMikdash to bring Karbanis. Bring us Mashiach so that we can once again do the Aveda and bring the Karbanis. So bringing the Karbanis is a central part of what it means to have a Mishkan and a Mikdash. And therefore through the idea of what a carbon is, what a sacrifice is, that will help us appreciate, that will help us understand what it means to do this Aveda of making ourselves into a place where Hashem is comfortable to dwell. Let's read inside, chapter 2. We didn't even start yet. Can you please elaborate just a little bit on the concept of uh, is, is hapcha? Is hapcha? Yeah. I'll say quickly now, and we could elaborate Bezus Hashem. Okay. Quickly now, I told you, iskafia means to hold the reins in your hand. Right. Is means you don't have to hold the reins in your hand because the horse is going where it needs to go by itself. 
is hapcha means your nefesh Bahamas no longer craves danishes. It just craves learning Torah. If it will eat a Danish, does anyone want a Danish, by the way, even though I told boys not to eat it? Um, <laughs> the, when you have your Nefesh Bahamas craving Torah instead of Danishes, that's Ishapcha. That's where the horse knows where it's supposed to go. And we have Ishapcha. When we pass by McDonald's, we don't feel a taiva to go into McDonald's and eat. The Danish, we have a taiva for. Why do we have a taiva for? Now, I could tell you a million reasons why you shouldn't have a taiva for it, but we have a taiva because it has like seven hechsherim on it. Seven hechsherim. <laughs> so it's like kosher betachlis hakosher. Literally, right? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. <coughs> so it's, it's so kosher, we have a... a but we pass by McDonald's, we feel even a little bit disgusted. That's a sapcha. That's a little bit of a sapcha. We don't have the sapcha of a tzaddik, where a tzaddik doesn't even want the Danish. But we have at least a sapcha that there are certain things, certain averis that disgust us, that 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 make us feel feel gross, that make us feel right. Okay, let's see inside now, because. This concept of Isapcha is a very important concept in the context of the Karbanis as well. So it's a good introductory question. Let's see. This was the primary divine service, which took place in the Mishkan and in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Aveda of refinement, in a way of Iskafia, Hamevi, which brings and lifts up to a level of turning over the darkness into light. That means the Aved of Karbanish represents both of these things. It represents the Iskafya and it also represents the Ishapcha. The Iskafya is you have a delicious um, bull in your backyard. Yeah? A delicious cow. Mm-hmm. And that cow you could make 15,000 shawarmas with if you have a good freezer. You can eat 15,000 shawarmas, but if you freeze it and like do it over time. It's a challenge. <clears throat> challenge. Um, <laughs> so instead of using it for 15,000 shawarmas, you take it and you bring it as a carbon to the base of Mikdash. That's a skafia, right? Mm. What's a sabcha? Ishapcha is where the energy of that cow is transformed, it's turned over, Michal smile. It's turned over and it's lifted up so that. It's not, not, not there yet. A little bit better. No, that's a grimace. Um, <laughs> Maisha will teach you how. Um, the, the, the concept of Ishapcha is where you take the frown and you turn it over into a smile, where you take the 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 negative, you take the the, the cow and you're making it holy. Over there you have the ishapcha in the Aveda of Aveda Sarkarbanis. So this is the 
Aveda which took place in the Mishkan, in the base of Mikdash, in order to make a dira leismarach velachain, and therefore achas aveda shahoisa b'mikdash. One of the avedas which took place in the Mishkan, in the Mikdash, who inyan aveda sakarbanis, is the idea of aveda sakarbanis shahu aveda ruchnis shabenefesh, which is a spiritual divine service. In other words, some people think that God likes steak, and that's why we bring karbanis. <laughs> That, that's uh, what, 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 why else are you bringing these animals and sacrificing them to God? It must be that God craves steak, and therefore you want to bring all of your cows and sacrifice them in the base of Mikdash. But the Mimer clarifies, just in case you need clarification for that, that bringing the carbon is not a physical Aveda, it's not something which is just a technicality that you're bringing a animal to the Beis HaMikdash and allowing it to be sacrificed in the Beis HaMikdash, it's something much greater and much deeper than that. It's an Aveda Ruchnis, it's a spiritual Aveda. And in order to demonstrate this, that the the sacrifices which we brought in the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash is a spiritual Aveda, the Mimer proves it through saying, V'zehu inyin hishtatvus hakoyanim valvim b'aveidasam v'shiram v'zimram be'es Aveda sakarban. This is the hishtatvus, the combination, the partnership between the Koyanim and the Levim. The Koyanim, they were the ones who slaughtered the animal, who collected the blood, who spritzed the blood in the proper places, who took apart the animal and put the right parts of the animal in the right parts <coughs> of the Aveda in the various stages of what took place when one brought a sacrifice in the Beis HaMikdash. That was the Kainim's job. And the Levim, they sat over there with the most beautiful instruments, playing the most heavenly songs, singing in the most uplifting way as this carbon was being brought. What's the song about? That song sim- signifies, it shows us, it makes it clear that the Aveda of bringing a carbon is a spiritual Aveda, it's a divine service. It's not just a physical action of taking my animal and bringing it to Hashem. And if Hashem wants steaks, He has plenty without me. So what is this Aveda, this spiritual service of sacrifices? And if there is a spiritual service of sacrifices, then even though physically we can no longer bring sacrifices in the Beis HaMikdash, because the Beis HaMikdash has been destroyed for almost 2,000 years, but the spiritual concept of bringing a sacrifice still exists. So we're going to zero in on what that means. Let's do that together. The idea of the, the service of bringing a sacrifice in our divine service, in our spiritual service, in our soul service. That means what do we do? in order that we should be bringing a carbon, that we should be bringing a sacrifice. How do we bring a sacrifice? So in order to understand this, the Friedrich Rebbe quotes a pasuk, a verse, which is the opening verse, the introductory verse, to the concept of bringing sacrifices in 
Vayikra. Dixiv, it says in the verse, Adam ki yakriv mikem karbon Hashem. A person who will bring from you a carbon to Hashem. Min ha-behema, min ha-bakar, umin chulu. From the behema, from the animals, from the bakar, from the cattle, umin, the Pasuk continues, umin ha-tsoyin, and from the sheep, takrivu es karbanchem, you should bring your karbanis. That's the continuation of the verse. So there's an obvious question over here which the Alter Rebbe asks in a very important discourse in Lakute Teira, a famous discourse, the discourse called Adam Kiyakiv, on this verse, that the verse doesn't seem to grammatically make sense. If anybody wants to look in and doesn't have a mimer, just look in with someone next to you or sit down next to someone that has... The lechayra seemingly yuksha. It's difficult. The im haya kavanasei bazeh. If the intention that the Alter Rebbe, that excuse me, if the intention that the pasuk had when the pasuk is saying this is rak only levaer mishpatei hakarbon. If the pasuk's intention is only to explain the laws of Karbanis, the laws of sacrifices. Havele lemeimar, it should have said, Adam mikem ki yakiv karbon lavaya. A person from you who will bring a karbon to Hashem. So hine, kach vekach, yia mishpat haivasa karbon velchaisav, such and such, meaning the following, what it continues to discuss in the verses, that's how you bring the sacrifice. Why then does it say Adam Kiyakriv Mikem? A person who will bring from you. A person from you who will bring, not a person who will bring from you. So what does this verse tell us? It's known the intention, the idea of this is. It's coming also to explain the general idea of the divine service of bringing sacrifices. That's what this verse is coming to do. It's coming to explain to us how do you bring a sacrifice always? How do you bring a sacrifice by yourself? How do you get involved in this divine service of bringing a sacrifice? And in order to explain what that means, the Fidik Rebbe is going to focus on two very important lessons from these words, Adam a person who will bring from you. The first one is a more general idea, and the second one is a more specific idea. Let's do the first one. This is the meaning of a person who will bring. What does Yakriv mean? What's the root of the word Yakriv? Karbon. What's the root of this word? Kuf, Resh, Vez. What does Kuf, Resh, Vez mean? Close. close. So what does Adam Kiyakir mean? <laughs> a person who is coming close. What does it mean a person who's coming close? A person who's coming close means a person who wakes up one morning and he says, I want to enhance my Yiddishkeit. I want my Neshama to be more on fire. I want to do tshuva. I want to fix myself. I want to be better. I want to be closer to Hashem. A person decides he wants to come closer. 
So vizehu adam kiyakriv. This is the meaning of adam kiyakriv. Ha adam kasher yiskariv lelikos. A person when he wants to come closer to godliness. So the pasuk says adam kiyakriv. So the first thing that a person usually thinks when he has this thought, the Yitzhahar comes to him and says, I want to come closer, but. <laughs> and there's a big but over there. The but says, because of all of these reasons, it might be because of the person sitting next to me, it might be because of my roommate, my neighbor, it might be because of my history, my upbringing, my parents, my grandparents, who knows? The city where I grew up, the country where I live, there could be a million reasons, a million buts. The cat. The cat. But the bottom line is, I want to come closer, but. I want, I want so much to be closer to Hashem, but there are so many reasons that I can't do it comes along the verse, right in the beginning of Karbanos, right in the beginning of the divine service of coming closer. And the Pasuk teaches us, if you want to come closer, there's only one thing that it's dependent on. And you know what that is? Mikem, from you. It's all up to you. If you want to do it, you can do it. And you have to know that you can do it. You have to know that you can do it. You have to know that you can come closer. So this is the first background, the general lesson, and the important lesson from this these words, Adam Kiyakiv. Let's read inside. V'zehu Adam Kiyakiv. This is the meaning of Adam Kiyakiv. That Adam, a person, kasher yiskariv lalekos, when he wants to come closer to godliness, it's from you. It's up to you to be a carbon tashem. From you and in you. It's the matter is dependent. to be a carbon tashem. to be close tashem. It's all up to you. How do I know it's all up to you? The Friedrich Rebbe is going to continue to demonstrate that. The Yodua, it's known. The The idea of a carbon, when you bring an animal on the Mizveach, it's not about the animal. It's about you. The animal is representing you. And the animals being consumed in the godly energy, in the godly flame on the Mizveach, as we're going to discuss soon, is representing me being engulfed in a flame of spirituality, in an excitement of holiness, in a divine upliftedness. It's about bringing myself closer to Hashem. I have certain kaychis, I have certain chushim, I have certain talents and personality, which makes me unique, which makes me special. And the recognition that every single uniqueness about me is there in order to bring Hashem's presence here into this world is what the Aveda of a carbon is all about. It's what Basi Ligani is all about. 
I have to realize that my uniqueness is not just a uniqueness that happens to me. I'm this unique shape, and I have to fit myself into the square of Judaism. Mm. I'm like this unusual personality, and I have to go figure out how can I help Judaism fit to me? How can I get myself into that square? The Aveda of Karbanis is very different than that. The Aveda of Karbanis is that I have to recognize that the reason why I am the way I am is because me being me is exactly who I needed to be in order to accomplish my mission here in this world, in order to play my part, my piece of the puzzle, in making sure that godliness becomes revealed here inside of this world. That's what a carbon is. Kiruv Bringing close my unique talents, my unique personality to Hashem. And the Mimer is coming, the Pasuk over here is coming over here to explain. The Kasher When a person wants to come closer to godliness, who mikem, it's all up to you. You are the way you are. You are the way you are exactly so that you should be able to do what you need to do. Your uniqueness, your specialness is exactly who you're supposed to be. Your upbringing, your parents, your schooling, your, your everything about you is exactly what Hashem wanted from you in order that you should be able to do your mission here in this world. That means that this is dependent upon you. A person should not say, How can I possibly come close to godliness? And especially, when he knows his mahus, he knows who he is, he knows his essence, he knows what he's about, and he knows that he has tithes, he has shortcomings, he has things that he's fallen in, that he has done, that he's not proud of, that he's so low, and he's dirty, bekama in yanim leitavim in a number of not positive things. If so, who betachlus harichok melikos? He's so far from godliness, so he asks hence the question: the eiches karvelikos. How am I supposed to come close to godliness? Va'alzeimer comes along the verse, and the verse says, Adam kiyakriv. Mikem from you, It's all dependent upon you. You, with all of your shortcomings, with all of your weaknesses, with all of your history, even the avarice that you did in the past, you are in the perfect position to do tshuva and to come close. And there isn't anything that can stand in the way but you. And in order to demonstrate this, 
the Maimer brings down a statement from our sages, from Tana de Be'elio, the Chol Echad Ve'echad Misrael, Yachal Leimar. Every single Jew can say, and it really not just can say, but must say. Masai Yagil Maisai, the Maisai Avesai Avram Yitzchak Biyakiv. When will my actions reach the actions of my forefathers, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Now, when we speak about our forefathers, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, we're speaking about we're talking about three leaders of Judaism, three founders of Judaism, that they are the only ones who achieved this type of bittel, of complete merkava, to godliness, they became chariots to godliness so that their every movement, their every action, their every behavior was all a way of channeling godliness here into this world. And we have to say about ourselves, when will I be someone who every tnua, every every expression that I have is merely a way to channel godliness here into this world. When will I be able to accomplish that? What do you mean? How am I supposed to accomplish that? So the Maimer says, There are no limitations to this. There is nothing that can get in the way. From me, going up, to reach, and to come close, to godliness. How am I supposed to do that? I'm so weak. I'm so... It's so hard for me to concentrate when I daven. It's so hard for me to enjoy learning Torah. It's so hard hard for me to part from my money and give it to tzedakah. And so on and so forth. How am I supposed to be a Markava like Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov? How can I do something like that? So, the Maimah brings down another statement of our sages, and that is, Ve'ein HaKadosh Baruch Ba Hashem does not come with unreasonable expectations, betrunya, with, uh, with overpowering strength, with unreasonable expectations, in B'Yosef from his creations. In other words, our sages teach us you know why you are the way you are? It's not just a happenstance. It's not something that just occurred by chance that the dice were rolled and you just came out this way. Do you know why you are the way you are? Because Hashem made you. And if Hashem made you this way, then Hashem, who is a master planner, certainly created you so that you should be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Could you imagine a programmer making a computer game that's impossible to win? It's ridiculous. There's no point in making such a game. Now, a computer game is not impossible to win, but Moshe could win it. If I sit over there, I'm sitting over there with seven thumbs. I can't win it. Moshe is an expert at these things. He never looks at computers. 
Stay humble. <clears throat> In other words, a computer programmer is not programming the computer for me. He's not programming the game for me. But the Abishter. When he created me, the Abishter, in his infinity, he created every single individual and he had very careful thought in each individual that he's creating and he put him here into this world with a unique mission that only he can accomplish. Would he not give him the power, the strength, the upbringing, the shortcomings and talents that he needs? in order to be able to accomplish his mission? That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Of course, Hashem created you perfectly with exactly what you need in order to be able to accomplish precisely what you need to accomplish. And what you need to accomplish is unique and special, and no other person can accomplish what you accomplish. And that's why every single individual needs to say, when will I achieve what? Our forefathers achieved? Because, as it says in the Gemara, it says, Adam Harishan, as opposed to all other creatures, was created alone. All other creatures were created in pairs or in herds. And only Adam Harishan was created alone. Why was Adam Harishan created alone? Because every single person in this world needs to know that he is like Adam Harishan. And that he alone represents the whole entire world. Bishvili nivra elam. The world was created for me. What does that mean the world was created for me? It means that I am here in order to reveal godliness. Elam, we said earlier, is from the language of Helam, concealment. The concealment of godliness that Hashem concealed himself inside of this world. Hashem is hiding. For me to find him. I can't rely on the fact that one of you are going to find him. That one of the other millions of Jews in this world are going to find him. I need to be the one to find him. The concealment is for me. Hashem is hiding so that I should look for him. Each one of us has to recognize that. Because each one of us has a certain part of this. That only we can do. And nobody else in the whole entire world can do. So that means... Hashem put you here uniquely in order to be able to accomplish a mission. Can you imagine that Hashem would stack the odds against you? That Hashem would prevent you from being able to accomplish this mission? And Hashem conducts the world. He directs the world. Through divine providence. He's the one that gave you the parents that you have, the siblings that you have, the friends that you grew up with, and so on and so forth. He's the one that created all of your circumstances. Certainly those circumstances are there in order that you should be able to accomplish exactly what you need to accomplish. Right? And Hashem reveals Himself, and He shines in every single individual, according to His powers, according to His abilities. It says in the Medish Rabbah, when I request, I'm not requesting according to my power, according to their power. Hashem doesn't want us to be God, Hashem wants us to be. Us. ourselves 
as the famous story of Reb Zushab Ani Pauli that he used to say. He used to say that when I go up to heaven after 120 years, they're not going to ask me, why was I not Rabbi Kiva Eger, why was I not the Chassam Sefer? Why was I not this great person or that? They're going to ask me, why was I not Zusha? And that's the question they're going to ask me. Because I was put here into this world with a unique mission that only I can achieve. And they're not going to ask me why I didn't achieve any of your missions or any of their missions or any of the historical missions (coughs) <coughs> that have been accomplished, they're only going to ask me, why did I not do what is mine? And that is, Adam Because it's all up to you. You want to come closer to godliness, don't look anywhere else. Don't think, if only I had this guy's head and that guy's heart and this guy's zitzvish, then I would be able to do what I need to do. The answer is, I was created with my head and my heart and my zitzvish in order that I should be able to do exactly what I need to do and everything that I was given. All of the challenges, all of the (laughs) obstacles, they're all there in a way that makes my mission exciting, unique, but possible. According to the power of every single individual, it's in the power of every single individual to rise, to reach, to the highest level. So that's the general introduction. Now we're going to teach a more specific um, lesson from these words, Adam Kiyakar Mikan. And it's a continuation of this idea. Vizehu Adam Kiyakriv. And this is the meaning of Adam Kiyakriv, a person who comes close. In order for a person to come closer to godliness, who mikem, it's from you. The matter is dependent upon you. It's all up to you. And this is what it means from you, you have to bring a carbon to Hashem. I want to be closer to Hashem. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to bring him as a carbon. I'm going to bring him as a carbon. I want to come closer to Hashem. If I want to come closer to Hashem, I can't look at this guy and say, I'm going to be like him. I want to learn the way that he learns. I want to daven the way that he davens. I want to serve Hashem the way he serves Hashem. That's a very mistaken approach. If I want to come closer to Hashem, I have to look into me and figure out who am I and bring myself, mikem carbon lavai. I have to bring myself as a carbon to Hashem. The mikem takrivu as a carbon Hashem. The ein hakavana. The intention over here is not just that I have to go into my own backyard and find the cow in my backyard or the sheep in my backyard and bring it as a carbon. Rather, it means from you, literally from you. Just like the Beis HaMikdosh, in them, in every single Jew. So too the carbon is from you. 
personally, literally. This is what it means from the animal. What does it mean, the animal? The animal is the animal that we spoke about earlier. We spoke about a horse, but a horse you can't bring as a carbon. So we'll speak about a sheep. You have a sheep inside of you. You have a bull inside of you. The animal that's inside of our heart. That's the animal soul. We're all created with two souls. We have a godly soul. And we spoke about this earlier. The godly soul is ultimately who our identity, who ourselves really is. And we also have an animal soul. The animal soul, that's where we're supposed to be bringing the carbon from. The animal that's in the heart of a person. That's the animal soul. Now the verse doesn't stop over there. It continues and says, From the cattle and from the sheep. Because my animal is not like your animal. Yasniel has a very edelah animal. He's a very refined animal, very soft animal. He has a little shepsel inside of him. That's what he needs to bring as a carbon. I, <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you exactly what my animal is, but it's not quite that edelah sheep that Yasniel has to deal with. It's, it's a much bigger, fatter, more ferocious animal. And that's the animal that I got to bring. I can't bring Yasniel's animal. So Hain Hema, they are the Prate Madrigas, the specific levels, the Yashnam Benefesh of Hamas in the animal soul. Ukayadua Hanyanim Bazaz is known the idea of this, the Ene Doima, Haifane Habirum, Bechalachad You can't compare the different types of refinement inside of every individual. The Yashnai, there are some, Shanefesh Habahamias, Shaloi, that their animal soul, who Sharnagach, it's a goring bull. There are some people who have a goring bull inside of them. You know, some people they have on their shirts a little animal. That's just like, that's saying, this is my animal. It's like, my name is. So they put like a little alligator on their shirt or something like that, just to say, you know, that, that's my nephesh of Bahamas. Anyways, so the Ene Deima, right? You can't compare the different types of refinement that exist by every single individual. The Yashnai, there are some, that their animal soul, who's it's a raging bull. A Balmides, a. Um, a one who has um, uh, traits that are gases biyesa that are very coarse viyesh. There are some shoot sign coarse coarse traits like just like uh, very rough. rough, very not refined viyesh. There are others shoot sign that their animal inside of them is a sign. It's a soft sheep. Shehu behema daka. It's a there's behema gasa behema daka in halacha in um, uh, various um, uh, the applications. We find that they're split up into these two categories: thick behemis and thin behemis, much heavier behemis and much more refined behemis. Af shegam zebechlal behema. Even though this tr- too is included in the concept of a behema. But it's more refined. 
And this is v'zehu da'ime. This is what it says: Asher tekrivos karban chem. You have to bring your carbon. Don't bring someone else's carbon. Bring your own carbon. So that's the general introduction of mikem carbon l'Hashem in a behem and a bakum tekrivos karban chem. That's the explanation of the verse. Now we're going to go and take a look at the way the carbon is brought and show how that's also relevant in our divine service. In this physical carbon that we bring, who, how is this accomplished? We bring we bring a physical animal on top of the Mizbeach. Excuse me. There was a fire from above. As it says in the Gemara and Yuma, Revutsa Ko'ari. It says in the Gemara and Yuma that from the days of Shleima Malach, when Shleima first um, uh, sanctified, when he first was Mechanich, the Beis Hamikdash, there was a fire sitting on top of the Mizbeach that was Revutsa Ka'ari, crouching like a lion. And Rashi over there explains that's in the parentheses, Gachalas. There was a coal, Shanafla Minashamayim, that fell from heaven, Bime Shleiman, the days of Shleiman Amalach, Bahisalamizbeach, and it was upon the Mizbeach, and this fire came from above. Ubezayer Isa, in the Zayer it says, Arye de Ochal Korbanin. It says there was this like lion upon the Mizbeach that consumed the Karbanis. What does this represent? So, as we're going to explain, Inside of each and every one of our hearts, in each and every one of our neshamis, there is a fire. There is a godly fire. You have it inside of you. And your objective is to take your nefesh abahamis and have it consumed by this fire. You've ever experienced this fire? There was a dancing that you felt really enthused in. Skishmak to be a yid. Or something like that. Or a davening that you felt really excited during. Or a spiritual experience, a mitzvah, a trip to the kaisel, to the oyel. Something that just let you feel that fire inside of you. That's your nefesh alikis, that's your godly soul. Your godly soul is super excited about godliness. It's really enthusiastic. It's really involved. It's really attracted to godliness. It loves godliness. It wants more and more godliness. The problem is that that experience, whatever it is or was, subsides and so does the fire and instead you have the Nefesh Bahamas that starts saying, Feed me, once again. Start saying, moo. Right? So the Nefesh Abahamis starts to speak up again. Our objective is to take that Nefesh Abahamis, that animal soul, and bring it as a carbon. What does it mean to bring it as a carbon? It means to put it on the Mizbeach, where it will be consumed by this excitement of the Nefesh Alikis. So that the Nefesh Bahamis will start saying, I want to daven, I want to learn. Could you imagine? You wake up in the morning and you say, Yay! I get to wake up for Chassidus. 
I got to learn. I got to be closer to Hashem. That ever happened to you, Michal? Once or twice. <coughs> this is the Aveda of Aveda Sakarbanis, which we're supposed to accomplish. Similarly, in the Aveda, in our soul. There's a fire from above. Those are the flames of fire of our godly soul. In Shir Hashir describes the Neshama. He says, Rishafeha Rishbeish. Shalheves Yudke says its tongues are tongues of fire, a flame of God. The expression of the neshama is like a fire, a fire which is burning with enthusiasm of godliness. That's what the neshama is. Ve'isa b'medrash Rabbah, and it says in the medrash Rabbah with regard to this fire, Huva b'yalkot, it's brought in the yalkot as well. That like a fire from above. What's unique about a fire from above? So we read in next week's Parsha, in Parsha Shemos, about a fire from above. What's the fire from above? The fire that was burning the sneh, the burning bush. That this fire from above was a fire that cannot become extinguished. It did not burn the bush, and it cannot be extinguished by any physical things as well. This fire does not extinguish water, it does not evaporate water, nor does water evaporate, does it extinguish this fire. That means, in the nature of the godly soul, the godly soul naturally fear, feels a love to godliness. That is its essence. That is what's, what it's attracted to. And that excitement, that attraction, that love that the godly soul feels to Godliness is something that does not get extinguished by water. What does that mean by it does not get extinguished by water? What are the waters that we're discussing over here? Hamayim, mayim rabim. The waters that we're talking about are the many waters, as explained in Chassidus and Torah, are the mayim rabim that they are the many waters we are here in this world and inside of this world there are so many confusing things there are so many conflicting calls to and for our attention and they are called mayim rabim they, it's the tirdus, the worries, the concerns about making a livelihood, parnasa, ubilbulim, and many confusions, shaynim, betradus, and the shaynus, and the various disturbances. I'm worried about my bank account, and I'm worried about my this and my that, and all the different things that I have to be concerned about here in this world. I might be afraid that all of those concerns are going to pile up and make me forget. My neshama, it may extinguish 
the fire of the Nefesh kiss and cause that the Nefesh kiss will no longer feel its connection, its pull, its attraction towards Hashem. But, nevertheless, it says in the verse, even the rivers cannot wash it away, because these flames of love that the Nefesh kiss feels, it's like the fire from above that cannot be extinguished by water. That's the fire of the Nefesh kiss. It's a fire which is always excited and attractive towards godliness. They tell a story of two neshamis, two souls, almost on its way up after completing its mission here in its soul. Mama's on its way down to enter into a baby, to begin its mission. And they pass each other on the way, on the highway. And the neshama on its way down turns to the neshama on its way up and says, is it true that in the world it's possible to purchase a pair of tzitzis for two kopecks? It's so excited. It can't believe. Two kopecks. What are two kopecks? It's a, a small coin. Two, two kopecks. You could purchase a pair of tzitzis. That's unbelievable. And then the shaman on its way down says, yes, yes. On its way up, excuse me. Says, yes, yes, it's true. But just wait till you see what you have to do in order to be able to earn those two kopecks. There's the Mayim Rabbim of this world, the many waters of this world. And the waters, they're so confusing, they're so overwhelming, they're so disturbing. But the Pasuk promises us, Mayim Rabbim Layuchlu It cannot extinguish the love. Mayim Rabbim refers to the Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas <coughs> in this scenario, or it's an external... It refers to the Nefesh Bahamas and its experiences here in this world. Because uh-huh. the Nefesh Bahamas itself should not extinguish it. But when the Nefesh Bahamas is consumed with this world, that causes, that acts to extinguish it. Also, the Nefesh Bahamas, that's the source of Atzvus and... and all, yes, all negative. So this is what the Pasuk is telling you, that you have to be makriv, you have to sacrifice, so to speak, your animal, your nefesh abahamis, inside of your neshama, the fire of your neshama. That the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, also should have a love of godliness. As it says in the verse, It says, you should love Hashem with all of your heart. And either the two vases of the word levavacha or the word bechol. But in any case, our sages say that what does bechol levavacha mean? With all of your heart, it means with both of your yitzarim. You have to love Hashem with all of your heart. Not that with one part of your heart you love Hashem and with another part of your heart you love cinnamon danishes. You can't have these two conflicting loves inside of you. You have to love Hashem with your entire heart. What does it mean to love Hashem with your all of your heart? Bishnei Yitzrecha, with both of your Yitzarim, your Yitzer, and your Yitzer, 
Hara. Your Yetzirah has to love Hashem also. That's to bring a carbon. What does it mean to bring a carbon? To make your nefesh habahamis excited about Eibishter. The gam hanefesh habahamis yilei avalilikus. That's what it means to bring a carbon. How do you do that? How do you do that? The nefesh habahamis loves cinnamon danishes. It doesn't love Hashem. I told you the Danishes are just there to act as a, an example. <coughs> the Nefesh of Hamas loves cinnamon Danishes. It doesn't love Hashem. How are you supposed to make your Nefesh of Hamas love Hashem? How do you get your Nefesh of Hamas to say, Wow, we're going to daven. That's amazing. I'm so excited. I can't wait to daven. Does your Nefesh of Hamas ever say something like that? Nefesh Ramah says, no, let's get it over with already. Let's get it done with. Let's get down and eat pancakes for breakfast. <laughs> when does your Nefesh Ramah ever get excited about godliness? So the Maimer says, the Zeba, this is accomplished. Al Yidei Hislabshus HaNefesh Alekis Ba Nefesh Abahamas. Hislabshus, clothing. You have to clothe your nefesh alikis inside of your nefesh abahamis. In other words, your nefesh alikis can act sometimes as a parush, as a hermit. It can close itself off and say, listen, I'm interested. Wake me up when we're davening. Wake me up when we're learning Torah. Wake me up when we're doing a mitzvah. And you then go do all of your other things and leave me out of it. I'm not interested in the soccer game. I'm not interested in the Walmart trip. I'm not interested in the pancakes for breakfast. You're doing all those things. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. And let's not <coughs> connect to each other. The Nefesh kiss sometimes does that. Sometimes people do that as well. You have people who are more spiritual people, more godly people, and they sort of cut themselves off from the world and they say, I'm going to just be involved in my learning and my davening and my spiritual service and everyone else will do what they do and it doesn't really relate, it doesn't really connect, it doesn't really affect me, I'm not interested, I'm just going to be closed off in my world and do my thing. That's not the objective. The objective is that Hashem should have a dwelling place here in this world. And in order for that to be accomplished, you need this is the secret. You need to be able to clothe the Nefesh Alikis inside of the Nefesh Bahamas. What does that mean to clothe the Nefesh Alikis inside of the Nefesh Bahamas? It means that the Nefesh Alikis should communicate to the Nefesh Bahamas. The Nefesh Alikis and the Nefesh Bahamas have to hold hands. And the Nefesh Alikis has to show the Nefesh Bahamas. You see the cinnamon Danish. The cinnamon Danish itself is nothing but a stomachache. If you want a cinnamon danish, focus on what the cinnamon danish is there for. Let's speak about it. Yes, the cinnamon danish is geschmack. And it's important to get a geschmack out of this world. It's important to enjoy the world. It's important to have enjoyment and have pleasure and have relaxation and have all of the things that you like. But you need to do them in a way that's focused. Otherwise, it just becomes disgusting. In order that it should be productive, 
let's talk about what it's about, what it's there for. The Nefesh Alikis has to start speaking the language of the Nefesh Abamas. The Nefesh Alikis can't just come start right away and start saying, because the Nefesh Abamas will look at it and say, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. The Nefesh Alikis has to speak in a language, in a in, in a rela- in, in a way that's connecting to the Nefesh Bahamas. Let's read inside. The Trila Hariya Nefesh Bahamas Ainla Shum Yadir Vahergish Binyan Elikus Klaw. In the beginning, the Nefesh Bahamas animal soul does not have any knowledge, any feeling in godly things at all. Umnam, however, Al Yudehi Slab Shusa Nefesh Alikis through the clothing of the Nefesh Alikis Umisbainan and its contemplation, Vihisbainan the Saliki in a godly reflection. That the Nefesh Abhamas can understand it as well. Don't talk to the Nefesh Alikis about Atsilus. Don't talk to the Nefesh Alikis. Uh, Bahamas, excuse me. Don't talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about Atsilus. Don't talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about Ten Spheres. Don't talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about Ak. Don't talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about things that it doesn't relate to. Talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about Cinnamon Danishes. But talk to the Nefesh Abhamas about Cinnamon Danishes and explain how Cinnamon Danishes are things that can be used in order to recognize Hashem. Think about it in things that it's able to reflect on and understand. Through this, that causes the bringing close of the animal soul. As it says in the verse, elsewhere, that there is an engraving in the Nefesh Abahamas. That godliness can also be understood. What does it mean, an engraving? What does it mean to engrave on the Nefesh Abhamas that godliness is also something that could be understood? When it, in the concept of engraving is very different than writing. When you write, you're taking ink and you're putting it on top of something else. And the problem <laughs> with taking ink and putting it on top of something else is that it can just be wiped off as easily as you put it on. You can erase it as quickly as you write it. In order that the Nefesh Abhamas should appreciate godliness. You can't just tell it, do something godly. You have to engrave in it. You have to make it feel part of itself a connection to godliness. If you do that, you know what you're going to have? This is going to bring you to the Rav Tvois, to the many, many it's the many crops and the power of an ox. What does it mean, the many crops and the power of an ox? That means that you have a field and you have to plow your field, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to take a plow, strap it onto your shoulders and start plowing. And what are you going to accomplish? Not much. Not much. If you want to plow the field, what do you got to strap the plow to? An ox. And if you strap the plow to an ox, what are you going to accomplish? Rav voice, many crops. It's the same also with the Nefesh Bahamas. If your Nefesh Alikis serves God, great, wonderful. Your Nefesh Alikis has Kabbalah's all accepting the yoke of heaven, the yoke, the plow of heaven, Wonderful, but that's not such a great accomplishment. It's not going to do so much. But if your Nefesh HaBahamis 
appreciates godliness, then go dance by L'chadaydi. The Nefesh Alikis doesn't dance by L'chadaydi. The Nefesh of Bahamas dances by L'chadaydi. Because the Nefesh of Bahamas has power, it has energy. The Nefesh Alikis is an old man that walks, shuffles along the street and just takes step after step. It's not that power. The power, the power of your connection to Yiddishkeit, the power of your connection to God, that comes specifically from the Nefesh Abahamas. Could you clarify the translation of these words? Which ones? Nefesh Bahamas and Nefesh The animal soul and the godly soul. Which one is which? The Bahamas, Behema, is the animal soul, and the Alikis is the godly soul. And if you tap into the animal soul, then you got a tremendous power. You tap into the godly soul, you don't have that tremendous power. You don't have that energy the way that you do from the godly soul. That you turn over the animal soul from its animalisticness. You ever heard that word before, animalisticness? You turn over the animal soul from its animalisticness. That's the translation is animalisticness. And it rises, and becomes included in the flames of fire, of yearning of the godly soul. That means that the animal soul starts to be excited about godliness, but with its excitement. The nefesh alikis doesn't dance, it doesn't get so excited. It's much more of a calm and uh, placid creature. But the nefesh Bahamas, when it gets excited, the whole world knows about it. And just like through a physical carbon, when you bring the um, physical animal on the mezbeach, so the chai, the animal part of it, the tzemeach, the, the, the grass that it ate, the daimim, the water that it drank, all the different parts of this animal are lifted up and are becoming holy. That's the ishapcha part of the carbon. the same is true. Through the hakrava, through the bringing of this animal spiritually. Hare misbarer you're refining and transforming the darkness into light. Remember we spoke yesterday about the different levels of transforming darkness into light. Here too, you're transforming and, and uh, the darkness into light of the Nefesh of Amos. The Nefesh of Amos is naturally dark. What does it mean it's naturally dark? That means it naturally conceals godliness. That's darkness. Darkness is where you don't see light. Light is godliness. Darkness is physicality. The Nefesh of Amos naturally is attracted to physicality. And when you transform the animal soul, then you cause that the animal soul should um, be a light and an and an even greater light, a more powerful light than the light of the godly soul. This is the meaning of make for me a base of and I will dwell in you. Inside of every single Jew. Through his Aveda, his divine service, in a way of Iskafia. And the main thing is that it should bring to Isapcha. Of the, the, there's different parts of the mimer. Some focus more on the skafia and the the, the bending part, the the, 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 the 
restricting part, and some focus on the sapcha on the transformation. Over here, it focuses on the transformation. Then, then I told you, I'm going to test you on this statement today, that when you do iskafya to the sitra'acha, that causes that the glory of Hashem rises in all of the worlds. And as we explained at length yesterday, that means b'chinas that means the level of light, which surrounds the world, not the light which fills the world, the light which surrounds the world. Kits are in summary, we explained the idea of karbanis in our divine service. A person who comes close, the carbon has to be from you. There's the fire from above, the fire from below. The love of the godly soul, the love of the animal soul. And the way that you get the love of the animal soul is through the godly soul clothing itself inside of it. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah.